broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Welcome home listeners. Thank you for joining us on episode 27 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. Can you guys believe it's been one year of this podcast? Exactly a year. I can't even believe it. It's it's amazing. (laughs) It is, right? Yeah, I I, I honestly, I mean, a year ago, I, I this was pretty far outside of my comfort zone. Like the the thought of you know doing a podcast like this as long as we have is uh, is pretty awesome. So it makes me feel like a year has gone by too quickly. I mean, just <laughs> barring the podcast itself, just in general, just in general, just, just in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's flown by. I mean, I'm, you know, I I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like most podcasts don't even make it past the year. So. For us to make it this far and uh, to gain as many listeners as we have, and we appreciate all I the... I don't know if it's that. This is what I will say. To specifically be able to release at the same time, consistently across the year, I think is a huge goal for us. And I think that is something that we accomplished, and I think that the listeners enjoy. And, and while we do get some clamorings for an every week, just keep in mind that's not going to happen for a while. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've done a really good job on on hitting that goal of making sure that, you know, and and a lot of that is Tom and and the extra work that he does after we get off, because it's not just, you know, what you hear. It's after, you know, me and Trevor decide to go to bed after it's all over, you know, Tom takes care of the rest and that takes a lot of time. So, you know, we do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, thanks, guys. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, I have to go back and and edit out all of my, you knows and ums and, uh, you know. (laughs) Make make myself sound a little bit better, yeah. Um, but no, it's I appreciate that. But I, I can't believe we've done it every other week too. It's pretty amazing that we've been able to accomplish this. And um, you know, we 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 did just see someone recently post on our Facebook asking for that their only complaint was uh, that we would do more shows. And while we would love to do more shows, it is incredibly difficult with uh, with lives outside of the podcast to make that work. And so. Um, we appreciate that you want to hear more of us, and we wish we could give you more of us. But maybe someday we can. But uh, you know, right now I think uh, our uh, our biweekly schedule we have going on is pretty good. When so. one of us wins the lottery, this may be the job that all of us will have after that. So, there you go. You know. there you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I was going to say, if if the lottery works out well, then yeah, I can do this full time. Absolutely. <laughs> me too. And you know what? If I win the lottery, I'll even pay Tom and Trevor. How's that sound? I That sounds pretty I, good to me. I would be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll do a daily show then. We'll start doing video. We'll, you know, we're gonna, we'll, we'll have it all together. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, thank you all for, for listening. Uh, you know, especially those of you that have been here since the beginning. It's It's really hard to build a podcast audience and especially amongst all of the Disney podcasts that are out there, there are a lot of Disney podcasts, as you probably know. Those of you that listen to us, I'm sure you listen to multiple Disney podcasts. So we appreciate that you choose to listen to us as well. And uh, we just have been absolutely, we've said this many times in the show, we've just humbled by the crazy amount of support that we've gotten from everybody and, and all the emails we get and all the Facebook posts. I mean, we appreciate all of it. And thank you guys so much for listening. So uh, we're going to continue this, uh, you know, and, and the cool thing is the, this episode is going to be released on April 2nd, which, which is actually, I believe, our exact anniversary. I think our first one was released on April 2nd, so which is pretty cool. So anyway, we'll get uh, we'll get going here since we, uh, you know, want to 
don't spend forever uh, talking about our one year anniversary. But um, you know, the first thing here, and there's very little DVC news that have come out has come out in the past week, but uh, wanted to mention this uh, really quickly. So a weekly wine tasting event is coming out for members, just for DVC members that stay at well that are at Old Key West. And what this is, it's a new experience that's scheduled to accommodate 20 people. So you can have 20 people at a time. I mean, you know, obviously it's not just all your party, but everybody can uh, can have that. And basically uh, the idea is, you know, you can do some wine tasting and some uh, bite-sized food. Um, it does cost $30 per person, uh, including tax and gratuity. I don't know. I'm not a wine person, so I wouldn't be into this. But, uh, you know, Wait, these types of events pop up. But Is it just if you have to be staying at Old Key West or you just have to go to Old Key West? You know, that's a good question. I didn't really see a distinction on that. Well, I mean, it says it's at Olivia's Cafe, which is at Old Key West. I would think, I mean, if, they, if they've made it so that's only for people staying at Old Key West, yeah, that's pretty prohibitive. So Yeah, I mean, this is something that, again, I'm not a wine person either, but my wife is and the family that we travel with um they're you know <clears throat> the mother on that side is, is also i mean this is something that would be interesting to us again I, I like these new experiences in general even if it's not something that caters directly to myself it shows that they're doing things right and at the end of the day when you're a member of something things get stale i, I like the newness of it um it could be sampling sushi which i don't eat at all right and it would still be fine by me because it's new it's something different and i, I like that and so the thing for me that grabs my attention about it, um, also, we're not wine drinkers either. So that part is, is really of no interest. But the the part about exploring the uh, legend of Olivia Farnsworth and the resort that surrounds her restaurant. See, I love stuff like that. I love the history. I love um, the stories that they, they put around these things sometimes that you don't always get to see, you know, just going to the parks and... And, you know, the, the typical just touring around. I, I love when they offer things where, you know, somebody can sit there and explain to you what the meaning is behind these things other than, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a nice cafe or a nice restaurant or whatever. So, um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing stuff like this and I'm glad that they're expanding on um, the story that, that they have in in everything that they do at Disney, right? So... Yeah, I mean that's what sets Disney apart always, right? Is the story. So I, I think this is kind of cool. I, and maybe I'm I'm ignorant on this, but um, I I don't think Olivia was a real person. I, I'm assuming this is somebody they made up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. And, oh, it is. But, okay, uh, but right. but again, you know they they always make these things up, and it, but it, again, it's always supposed to be a narrative that they're telling, and a lot of times it kind of gets lost in in just. You know, people going there and going, I just want to eat. But if you start looking around, all the little details and everything do tell a story. And it would be fun to have somebody, you know, explain that in more depth than than just, you know, sitting there looking at pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I agree. And and it is just, you know, for details sake, um, this is happening uh, on Sundays. Uh, and it is for guests 21 or, or older, obviously. Um, but <laughs> I don't even think they're allowing... <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty well, obvious... Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, And it's from 3 to 4 p.m. at Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West. So you do have to call member services uh, for more details, and, and I'm assuming to sign up for it. But like Damon said, I think it's always good whenever they're adding new things like this. Even if it is an upcharge type of situation, I think it's good to have options to do things like this and to try different things. And like Trevor was talking about, you know, getting immersed in that story of that resort and of Olivia's uh, and 
all of you know the the things that come with that and i've never actually stayed at old key west so i've never gone to olivia's but i've always heard good things about about olivia's i've always heard it's a really nice well, that's restaurant. my i think that's my august location Oh, you, did you book August. finally? Uh, you you oh, didn't gosh, book no. the last time we no. talked. I thought <laughs> I didn't book yet. Again, well, for what? <laughs> I, I can book it. a week before. I mean, I'll, I'll get what I want. I'm, I, I'm I've fine. heard the fried chicken there is what you want. By the way, that's what people mm. seem to say. Okay, okay. that sounds I, good. I put that on the list. I, I would be okay with that. I think the family would enjoy that. So, well, yeah, okay, that's fun. So you haven't booked anything yet, but you're thinking that's where you're going to go. No, I mean, I'm, I mean, my June trip is obviously booked, right? But outside, where of are you saying in June again? Animal Kingdom. Uh, you yeah. say that so like, <laughs> yeah. Animal Kingdom Lodge is so great. I love I love that resort. How many times have you been there? I stayed there three times. Okay, so I, I got you by a few. Do you? Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, it's the yeah, food. Okay. I forgot you it's don't the like food. the food. I don't there. like That's the food. Right. But right. I mean, it's okay. I just again, I've been there enough. I, I would have picked somewhere else, but you know, it was one of those things where the other family already picked it because they got those special rooms, right? Those super big studio rooms. Don't they have them there or something like that? There's like two of them or something crazy. The- I'm not sure I know what you mean. There, there's some special rooms at Animal Kingdom that are either a single or a studio. I forget what they are. Um, and there's a few of them. And they're pretty big, though, in terms of being like a special room. I, I don't know what it is. You can look it up and you can see. But anyway, they got one of those rooms over there at Animal Kingdom. So they're like, well, we're not moving because that's you know we got this special room. It's super good. So um, we just decided that to make our life easier while we would have probably gone back to boardwalk, we're, we're going to go to animal kingdom because we are going to go again in August and probably December. I'll be able to hit some other spots. Nice. Yeah. I definitely, after staying at boardwalk, I, I really want to own at boardwalk, but I, I feel like the contract's a little too short. Um, it doesn't make sense. Even, even at resale, it just doesn't make sense. I don't think it doesn't. It's too short of a contract in my mind, but I, yep. I, I loved that resort. I had such a good time there. And actually this is not a topic we're talking about today, but I don't know if you guys saw this, that they, they turned, they pretty much turned the check-in counter at boardwalk into like a snack bar with like a popcorn machine. It was the concierge, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like that, the little concierge area. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, and I, some of the comments I saw about where people were were kind of slamming on it, going, "Oh, you know, now it's gonna smell like popcorn in here all the time," and it's like, "That's the theme of okay, Boardwalk." Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, it, it's. I mean, I I don't really spend a lot of time in the lobby of a hotel anyway, so is I it mean, really ruining? I mean, that amazingly much? enough, we spent a fair amount of time in that lobby last time because. We ended up getting there, and I'm not a complainer, but we got there, and our room was, I don't even know what time we got there. It took a while for our room to get together, so we kind of were hanging out in the lobby, and the line was long at check-in. So, I mean, we spent, uh, I don't know, at least a half an hour to an hour, somewhere in that range of kind of just hanging out in the lobby. So, okay. Uh, but in the entire scope of your trip, though, that was... Oh, I'm uh, not complaining yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not a complainer in that. Listen, some there's things in life you have to wait. <laughs> like, that's life. So, no, I wasn't <laughs> complaining. But I'm saying if there's some sort of diversion in there, like, I'm okay with that. Like a snack counter, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm okay with that, yeah. yeah. Well, And I think the smell of popcorn adds to the theme, personally. I mean, it's it's a boardwalk, right? You, yeah, you but that, that, food. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you know what? Like, popcorn after a while can get a little uh you know what i mean i, I get that like it can be a little nauseating that. after the I fact <laughs> I, I, I guess unless they're going caramel popcorn then that's a whole different oh that's a whole different ball game if you've ever worked worked at a movie theater it's probably not something you want so i yeah i can see that <laughs> <laughs> i haven't i hadn't thought of that but uh that's that's a good point trevor <laughs> um I, I mean boardwalk does have one of the the cooler lobbies um of any of the resorts i've stayed at i, I mean it's it doesn't 
it, it's cool, but it's it's different than like a Wilderness Lodge where you walk in and it's like, you know, Wilderness Lodge's lobby is huge and it goes Massive, up so many yeah. stories. Yeah, that's cool and all. But when you go into Boardwalk, it's so heavily themed and you have like the carousel horses and uh, just it just the it's just a cool theme. But anyway, that's totally off the top. We didn't even have that on our list to talk about today. I just uh, we brought up Boardwalk. So I wanted to mention that it's kind of funny. Um so we've been talking pretty much every episode for the past, I don't know, I would say a couple episodes about Club 33 coming to Disney World. And we actually have more details about that now. Um, and this is according to WDW News Today. So I want to make sure I give them credit and also blame if this turns out to be wrong because we have not seen any official announcements from Disney. So this is according to WDW News Today, who's usually pretty accurate. Um, and what we have now is the uh, the actual benefits of the membership and what the costs are going to be. Um, so basically what the initial price is rumored to be is $33,000, which when I first looked at it, I didn't realize the fact that it was $33,000 and it's Club 33. That took me a moment. Um, <laughs> I'm, assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that was intentional. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it was, but um, it took me a second. Um, so the initial price is $33,000 and it's important to note it's not $33,000 a person that's that's the fee to join for basically for your family the annual membership fee is $15,000 um, and but what the an- annual membership includes access to all four uh, Disney World Club 33 locations and we've talked many times on the show about the the rumored locations where these are going you know it's not confirmed yet but it's pretty much confirmed because there's club 33 like magic band scanners showing up in the places that they've been rumored so we can you know those are pretty much confirmed places that they're going to be and just for a recap really quick at epcot it's at the american adventure at uh, magic kingdom it's over in frontierland uh and then in um not frontierland i'm sorry it's, it's an uh, Adventureland. Adventureland, sorry. Yeah. It's an Adventureland. And then um, Hollywood Studios is going to be the uh, former site of the Catwalk Bar, which is right by the Brown Derby. And then at Animal Kingdom, I believe it's rumored to be right by Tiffin's, if I remember yep. my, these things correctly. Yes. Um, so all four, you'll have access to all four of those uh, those lounges. It's rumored that it's just going to be drinks and small bites. Like it's not going to be full meals like Club 33 in Disneyland. It's more going to be small, uh, uh, you know, kind of things like appetizers and things like that. Um, some of the really interesting benefits, though, I thought were a premier passport for the member spouse and any child under 26 so a premier passport report for those that don't know uh is is basically an annual pass for disneyland and disney world so you're getting the ability to go to both places which i thought was interesting that they're including that that's like a i think it's like 1600 bucks usually so I mean that that could end up being you know a pretty good value there. I mean I I don't it depends on how many people you have in your party. It doesn't say like you know limit of four children. Like if you have ten kids, you know probably be the best uh, investment you could ever make, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, so yeah. So premier passport for and under the age of twenty six, obviously. I thought this was interesting. Interesting too. Fifty one day park hopper tickets a year. So I'm assuming the idea of that is bringing guests with you, right? That's what I would think is, yeah, you, you hand them out to your friends, right? Yeah, you give them to your friends. I don't know how yeah. they work that with Magic Bands and such, but still, it's pretty cool. Um, five day-long VIP guided tours. Now, I don't know if those are like, are those, the, I'm thinking those are the ones that where you see them walking around where you usually pay them like an hourly rate where they get you in front of all the lines and everything. Uh, yeah, it's the, the plaids. Um, the plaids, yes, yeah. the plaids. 
Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, those are those tours are usually um, pretty. I mean, they're expensive, and yeah, that's where they they get you into different rides and whatever like skip the line but then also they give a bunch of history and and backstory and i believe some of them do some behind the scenes stuff as well too too i i think you're right about that yeah yeah and then you also get access to a private concierge service and a limited number of instant fast pass plus reservations so i'm guessing that means you know you can just immediately pick a fast just pass. walk on yep <laughs> I mean, which is pretty much what the VIP guided tours are too, because <laughs> you're—I mean—you're just, you're just getting walked to the fast pass line. So, right, but there's only five of those, so that's true. That's yeah. true. So, I, so, so, Tom, what did you say the Premier Passport? Um, it's basically is. an annual—it's an annual pass to Disney World and Disneyland, basically, and it's usually like sixteen hundred bucks, about I think. Okay, so, so we're, we're crunching numbers here, right? We're crunching numbers? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those 50 one-day park hoppers are about 8500 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just go on one days, right? Like, I mean, that's about $8,500. Yep. So, I mean, is that $15,000 number really all that crazy? I, I actually don't think it is. For a year, yeah. It's... So, so, you said it was 1400 Let's say I got five people, right? So, there's six. I'm already at 15000 And that's so, not even with my five-day, you know, long VIP tours and... You're handing out all your park hoppers too, which I mean, I don't. I are think you, there's. Why assuming, would you save them? Well, but but not everybody's going to hand out have that 50 many friends. Park hoppers, yeah. If I have thirty three thousand dollars to join, my guess is I probably have that many friends. Yeah, probably. that's just that's a guess, true. though. Yeah, right. So, or, or a soiree. I'd have an event. I could have a Disney event. That's true. So the the premier passport is fifteen hundred and seventy nine dollars plus tax. Yeah, I mean you're already over the top just with those. If you have five people and the fifty day park hoppers. Well, and plus those VIP tours, which are a couple hundred bucks an hour, mm-hmm. minimum of eight hours, I think. <laughs> so, wait. So the, the other question I've seen people like trying to like you can't finagle like, I guess, you, oh, man, it would be interesting. Could you pay for somebody? Like, could you pull your money and pay for one access and then have one person use the fifty day park hoppers? And I mean, right, that's eighty five hundred. You could go with splitsies with somebody if you really wanted to. I'm sure Disney doesn't want to hear that, but I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> I guess it depends on how they're going to work the 50-day fast. But, I mean, could you just assign them to somebody? I guess you could. I mean, the 50-day uh, pa- park hopper passes. Yeah, why not? I didn't, you know, well, why not? I, yeah. I, I guess the thing with that is that, yeah, you could you could split with somebody to get the park hoppers, but that doesn't give you access to any of the other stuff on your own, right? So, you would like, if you want to actually make use of Club 33 or any of the other stuff, I'm Those guessing Those people just have to be make, there. Yeah, you. So you. So whoever you would go splits with, you would have to make sure that they're with you all the time. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see it only working if you had two people living in Florida going splitsies. Yeah. Exactly, and, and it is worth noting too that the Premier Passport also comes with photo pass downloads, so you get all your photo. <laughs> oh, that's it. Sign me up then. I didn't <laughs> I mean, know that. That's a big thing. Wow. Uh, now you I'm do, in. You do get free parking. <laughs> yeah, you realize in. that you can get that with just an annual pass, right? <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Okay, of that's course. what we're no, doing. No, of course. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, of course. <laughs> of course, you can get that. Um, but also, too, in Disney World, you get pretty much the same annual pass benefits like as far as discount goes so 10 percent on dining 20 percent on merch you know 15 percent on sports and recreation things um you know you can still save money on guided tours so you still get all those kind of same benefits 
that you get with like an annual pass too. So I, I think you should factor those things into it though. Those discounts mean something too, right? I mean, it's not, it's part of the math, right? Eh, I don't no, know. no, not really. You got <laughs> to spend. You saved a lot of money to... last time. Using I the did, but you so. have to spend to get those discounts, right? That's so true. You can't that's really true. factor it into the cost. You can factor right. it into a savings. The savings. That's what I mean. Yes, but that doesn't go towards it, the initial cost. It that's just true. means you can spend more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just means you can spend more. Um, are, I I didn't see on here. I'm assuming that this is like, how does this work with? Is is this like a lifetime membership? I mean, what if as long as you keep paying your fifteen, I guess, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, if I but but like if I die, can I pass this to my children like I can with DVC? I mean, like how does that work? Mm, I, Probably not, I, right? No, I I would think that it's again. My my theory is is that people that are joining are not so worried about passing it down to their kids. Um, I, I don't think they're in that bracket of worrying in that yeah. regard. But I don't know. That would be an interesting question. Yeah, and I mean we don't we've not seen any marketing materials about this or I, I mean to, so again like so hand it down to your kids so you're talking a long time I don't know that would be interesting though yeah and that's what I'm saying like I, is it a lifetime membership I my other question too is and I'm assuming the answer to this is no does being a member of Club 33 at Disney Worlds give you access to Club 33 in Disneyland my assumption would be no I would highly doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could see that being a problem with just capacity, but well, and, and the fact that that Disneyland still has a wait list. So, fair point. It, if you suddenly got into Disneyland when there was other people on the wait list, they would flip. So, that's I, you know, that's fair. I would assume no. <laughs> that one's a lot more exclusive. You know, that one's a lot more. This one, it yes. seems like they're appealing to everybody, right? Or they're trying to everybody that can afford it. Let's say right. Uh, I, I think I saw a comment uh, on Facebook where someone was saying, you know, if, if you're living in Golden Oaks, this is probably a good deal for you, right? Because, you know, oh, you're close yeah. enough, you can you can be there enough but, to make use of But what are the it. benefits of Golden Oaks? Do they have their own set of benefits? I don't know. <laughs> I think I want to say that Golden Oaks, they like part of, I don't know if this is part of like their HOA or something, but <laughs> I believe that they do get passes in some way I, I i don't know if it's annual passes or i know they have free transportation of the parks i know that for sure um but hold on let me see if i can find out yeah because again does it you know like how does it cross over right what what are the benefits there and if they are you know then does it make as much sense right uh, all I'm seeing, I'm seeing membership extras, signature events, access, access to lounges. Um, so they the get to Golden go to Oak member pass. I don't, I don't see that. I could be looking in the wrong place. Uh, it says but... it's been moved or no longer available. What? <laughs> you trying to look? I'm on their website right now. Yeah, me too. It's a, I just clicked on the Golden Oak member pass. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Look at that. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that because, I, I mean, I don't have, uh, you know, like $3 million or $2 million to buy a house there's, there. There's million-dollar houses there, I think. I think there are. It's like, I think, like, the it's cheapest, like, an apartment. like, 1.2 or something like that. Yeah, it's like an apartment or something. Yeah, so... A little townhome for 1.2. Yeah, and there's also the Four Seasons are there, too. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, um, but, that you know, I, that's a good question because they are marketing this initially to Golden Oak residents, right? Which makes sense because that's the, a, a target audience, I guess, for Club 33, right? But it sounds like you're doing the math, Damon, and you kind of feel like this might actually be worth it. Like if you were to want to want to invest, if in I live it. there. You know what I mean? That's the like, thing, right? If I live yeah. there, or I was rich enough where I loved giving out passes to friends for nothing. 
I mean, I could I could handle everyone's you know birthday for the next year, but you know they still got to they still got to get there. That's the, true. To me, this is again one of those like if I won the lottery, yeah, I would I would probably look into this. <laughs> There'd be no question. I would be a member. I'd actually be a member at the other one and never go too in Disneyland. Just to say, <laughs> I'd buy. I, if I win the lottery, I'm bypassing a lot of lists. <laughs> I, this is going to sound really weird and bad, but I wonder how they're handling these passes because you could have like a little black market for your 51 day uh, park hopper well, passes. <laughs> so if it's anything like they have in Disneyland, um, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a guy that um, he got in trouble for selling his, because uh, at Disneyland, it was the same thing. They, they can give out uh, um, park hoppers and all that and a guy was selling them on craigslist so he was a he was a club 33 member and he was just getting people to pay him for for day passes or whatever and he got caught like three or four times and then they revoked his membership so ouch yeah (laughs) i i I wouldn't you would think after the first time he would have learned but i guess he he figured he was above that and then disney said no and he got all all upset about it, but I feel like selling it on Craigslist is a dumb way to go, though. Like there's smarter is. ways to do it, it right? Uh, apparently, the guy wasn't. He he had more money than brains, is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So the Golden Oak passes again. I'm on Fox News, and this is just they get five three year annual passes. What does that mean? I'm guessing that just means after you buy your house there that you just they give you three annual passes for, and that's for three it, right? years and, you're and done. that's it. You're done. Okay. Hmm. So first three years, just keep moving around the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, that's not very that's not very <laughs> golden of them. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea, Trevor. I like that. You just keep upgrading your house, moving to another a bigger one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just lateral moves, right? You know, you don't yeah. you don't have to buy a nicer one. You just keep shuffling around and. Uh, I'm sure that's totally worth it every three and years. Is it, yeah, they say they start at one eight, so I think we're, you know, those one point one point eight million. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, yep. definitely got to win the lottery for that one. Yeah, totally reasonable. Yeah, totally reasonable. Um, you know, but I, it would be pretty cool to live on Disney property. That's you know, that would be pretty neat. But you know, we can all dream, right? HOA dues it looks like are twenty five thousand a year. Just keep Whoa. that in mind. So more more than Club Thirty Three dues. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I feel there's probably more there that we don't know about if that's the case. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be. What are you paying for? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I just pulled that random website. So, I mean, that that could be... Uh... Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. it could be. I, I we, yeah. we tried to look on the Golden Oak website, but couldn't really find out a lot of information about it. But, um, you, you know, so I it's interesting because when I first looked at this, I didn't think it was all that outrageous. I thought it was kind of in a way. I mean, if you live nearby, I and I could afford it, I would probably do it because I feel like it's definitely worth it, based on all the things that you're getting with it. Um, you know, it seems like a pretty good deal, honestly. Uh, and, may, and maybe I'm way off on this, but just kind of you, I kind of did the same math that you did, Damon, where I was thinking about like how much all these things cost in my head, and I was like, you know what? I think you could actually. It's possible to come out on top of that 50,000 i mean 15,000 a year uh dues uh you know if you if you you know do do all of the things that are included with this i i think you could probably you know definitely get your money money worth money's worth i should say but i don't know what what do you guys think is, is so we all said you know basically if we had the lottery if we hit the lottery we'd do this but um you know do you think this is going to be popular i wonder um 
I maybe. I mean, it, I, I can definitely see they're they're going to have enough people to keep these uh, keep these lounges busy for sure. Because yeah, like you said, the the price point isn't totally outrageous, and, and I think part of it too is that um, again, looking at the the demographics between Disneyland and Disney World is that Disneyland is it's in the middle of a, a major metropolitan area, so the the whole VIP thing is it's a different clientele i guess it's a lot of you know people that that you know multi-millionaires and all that that go in there and expect a, a very exclusive thing this because it's in disney world disney world is it, it's it's a, a a huge tourist area it's it's a very different set of people although you still get those celebrities and those vips showing up there um i don't think they necessarily want to have a space that is exclusive only to like a very, very limited set of people. So yeah, it's, it, it's far more reasonable, I think, than, than I was initially thinking it was going to be. And uh, yeah, again, if, if I happen to come into some money, this is somewhere on my list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is bucket list, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. So this is the, one of the first things you do. And my wife always says, if we ever won the lottery, the first thing we're doing is going to buy a house at Golden Oaks. So that's that's like the first thing after we get the check. It's like, all right, let's go look at houses at Golden Oaks. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, you know, honestly, if I were like a business owner in in, uh, in in the Orlando area, I would get this as a business owner because, you know, to entertain clients and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you take the really good clients on the VIP tour days or you give it to them as, you know, uh, even if you don't take them, you just give it to them. Uh, you know, I think that would be a really good thing. I, I feel like it's going to attract a lot of businesses, much like, you know, sports arenas attract a lot of businesses for like skyboxes and things like that. I, I feel like it's almost similar to that. But yeah, yeah, I agree that 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 does actually make a lot of sense. Although, frankly, I'd rather spend thirty three thousand dollars on buying points. Personally, if I had thirty three grand to spend, I'd probably buy points. Um, but that's maybe just well, me. Well, but and, once you have enough why. points. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, think about it like this, too. The, the one thing, again, this is actually an interesting bit of DVC information, right? So let's just say you're not going to buy annual passes. Your hotel and your tickets, depending on how many people you have in your family, are, are about equal, right? So if you were to say you were going to get tickets, does it really matter, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're saving the same kind of back and forth money. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. So to get the club thirty three, you're still you're getting the tickets free, right? So I mean, I gotta yep. go. That's true. I mean, I'm going in what? I'm going in August for a week, and I'm still gonna spend like twenty eight hundred dollars on tickets. I mean, I'm gonna get annual passes, but it's still gonna cost me twenty eight hundred dollars. It's not like you know when you're DVC and you go, oh, I'm just gonna go hang out at Disney. Unless you're getting annual passes, you're not just hanging out at Disney with points. So that's where it becomes you know still a benefit to get free tickets as well as points, because then I could you know get my free tickets and stay wherever I want. Which is interesting because I think that August is going to be the first trip that I will not have to spend money except for food. I think that's going to be an interesting experience. I've never gone on annual passes and points at the same time and been like, oh, I don't have to pay for anything. I'll let you know how that goes in May. (laughs) (laughs) It It is awesome to be able to go and be like, okay, my hotel's paid for. My tickets are paid for. All I'm paying for is food and whatever merchandise I buy and just to get myself there. And that's that's it. And it's, you know, you can end up taking... And when you a, drive, it's not bad at all. No, it's definitely not. And, definitely not. And, I mean, just the freedom of the fact that, like, when we arrive, we, we get there, like, 
five o'clock in the evening kind of thing. You know, just being able to go into a park for like two hours when you get there and not having to not having to go, oh, well, to you do know, the math on it. Yeah. yeah like, well, do, do I, effective? <laughs> yeah. Do I really want to do this? Because, you know, this will cost me a lot of money. No, no, screw it. We're just going to go into the park. I don't care. <laughs> that is a great thing to, uh, of the annual passes to be able to do that where you can just, yeah. you know, it's like, let's go catch the fireworks or, you know, Hey, I want to ride big thunder. Let's just go to magic kingdom for no reason. You know, like <laughs> that's a great feeling to have when you have those annual passes so. or those, uh, you, you see that some of those vlogs do the four parks in one day thing where they just they start like hit all four i've debated that yeah yeah i've debated that came so close on a trip a couple couple years ago (laughs) i did three parks and and we did like so many rides and almost did almost did the fourth and we decided not to and i'm kind of mad at myself but i also don't know like what qualifies for the four park thing right do you have to ride at least you gotta ride a ride yeah Yeah. it's just one it's not it's yeah you can't pull a tom and treat it like this birthday 10 weeks later like (laughs) you gotta actually go in and ride a ride just stepping in the park does nothing i think there's a couple of different ways people swing it too is that sometimes it's yeah they just go in ride a ride but then they're doing a lot of parks in a day with that like it actually expands outside I saw, of Disney. I saw somebody do them all, yeah. Yeah, the, there's also Oh, wait, also wait, wasn't the... one closed, though? I was I was watching one, and one was closed. They tried to do Legoland, and it was yeah. closed. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> Tim Tracker did that. They yes. uh, yes. they got to Legoland, and he thought it was open, and it wasn't, so they had to... <laughs> it was like it was open list. later than they thought, right? Something like that? No, it, w- it was just wasn't open that day. He, he looked at the calendar, and I guess he looked at the wrong day. And That's funny, yeah. yeah. So, whoops. <laughs> I mean, I think it's possible to do the four parks thing. You just got to be, you know, like Damon. And I mean, I'm the same way. And I think you guys are too, Trevor, where you show up at, at rope drop and, uh, you know, you, you go hard I'm, on one park and then go to the next one and go to the next I'm one. I'm going to have to rope drop everything in August because I'm going to buy my uh, season passes when I get there. Oh, so you're not even going to schedule fast passes. Nope. Now, I remember yep. I have I have freebie fast passes, though. Remember. Is it from my still from the cruise? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they last until you go. <laughs> like, Is that you know, what they said? Oh, they don't expire? Uh, no, they don't expire. That's yeah. no, I just have to go. Um, but again, now they're you know, minus a couple rides. So, But that's okay, because if I rope drop Pandora, yep. then what else am I really worried about, right? I mean, everything else on the agenda. I mean, ah, Soren, I've been eight million times, whatever, right? <laughs> like, I'm just going to kind of go in June, not you know, to really tackle anything. So, I mean, we just rope drop Pandora. I mean, I'll have... And Toy Story. Maybe Toy Story. Probably not even. No, Fast Passes might not be available, right? But it doesn't even matter. I, I've been on that ride 8 million times, too, no. and I'm going back. No, uh, I Toy mean Story land. land. I mean the land. <laughs> oh, yeah. land's not going to be open. We're going well, in, in June. In the beginning of June, it's not going to be open. Beginning well, of June? Oh, then, yeah. Uh, you mid, wait, hold it. on. Let me look at the calendar here. I'm going. I thought we were going earlier than I thought. So we actually, we may be going the 18th week, but it's not open yet. It's not open the next I week. I mean, you might get a member preview, though. I mean. Yeah, that, there's soft that, openings. That's ah, right. That's right around the time that they would that. do a DVC member preview. I feel like I'm going back in uh, what's it called anyway in August specifically for it. Now that will be interesting because if I happen to go, will that change my August plans? I think it will. So if for some reason I get in, actually I may start asking around to try to see what's going on, um, asking some contacts because if I could get in on something like that, then yeah maybe. Because when does it actually officially open? What's the date again? Like last day of June, I think. Yeah, I think it's like June 30th, I want to say, but um, let, me, let me Google really quickly here. Well, anyway, so I'll have to see, but that could throw my August plans into disarray. Um, <laughs> actually, that would throw a lot. So, so this is an interesting thing. That would throw a lot of plans into disarray because 
would I cancel my August trip? No, because I'll have season passes already. Because I won't know at that point when I'm like I'll buy my season passes. I won't know if I can get into Toy Story Land. So I'll probably still go. But there it is, is June thirtieth. It is okay. June thirtieth, by the way. So. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess it's debatable. I got to ride Star Wars two weeks early, so I mean, that is debatable. What you need to do is get some press credentials. And then maybe you can get I into the press, press event. I have press credentials already, so that's easy <laughs> enough for me. Well, but then there, get, we need a but report. Is there a, press, is there a press event that week? I would think there. I mean, I don't know if it's that week, but usually yeah, like a week or two before they do it. We're not going to hear anything until probably May before we know any of the dates. Yeah, so so once they officially release the, the press information, I will then make some calls. I don't even know people in the television and movie end, though. Cause I don't know what... They, they, they don't have too much uh, sway at the park level, to be honest with you. Um, so I'll have to see, but I will ask. Well, Disney's such a large company. I'm sure it's probably hard to, to it, make it that is. Kind of stuff happen. So. Well, it was funny. Last time I asked one of the marketing people, but she was like, I do online marketing. I don't do park marketing. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> they still got us in anyway, though, because they were super nice. But nice. that being said, um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to see because the big question that I have for the audience, again, I don't know, people in Florida hopefully will be able to answer this as a non-Disney question. But for our Disney trip in August, I am going to be hitting one of the non-Disney water parks. I have done the Disney water parks way too many times. I want to try something new. Is it Aquatica or is it Volcano Bay? So if anybody knows out there, that's the question for this episode. What they prefer. Because hmm. these guys on the call right now with us, they, they don't know about either one of those. So I only know from, from what I've seen of yeah. other people. And yeah, people seem to like Volcano Bay, but you're right. Aquatica is supposed to be a pretty amazing park as well. Yep. From so what hopefully. I've seen... Volcano Bay is really nice, but I've also seen that their 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 like new wait waitlist line thing is kind of a disaster top, top, top. so far. I heard they've been kind of busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the word around town is they've been kind of busy. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's just and and it's funny because when they released that, I was like, um, that seems like it could go really wrong if you get really busy. Yes, <laughs> you know, and they've um, been pretty busy. Yeah, it does look cool though. I mean, I, I when last time we went to Disney, we drove by it, and you can see it from the road, and it looks looks really cool from the road for sure. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question though. Listeners, weigh in. Uh, let us know on our Facebook page. Cool. Anything else we want to talk? We were talking about Club Thirty Three a while ago. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah remember that? Yeah, remember that. But you know what though? It, it's only fitting for our one year anniversary show that we go off on a ridiculous tangent. So, <laughs> I, I'm okay. Let's with do it. another one because I'm sure this next uh, subject is going to result in a tangent as well. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think it will? I don't know. Well, it, it, okay. Th- this is super nerdy for me, and so oh, I me love too. this stuff. Me too. <laughs> Go ahead, Trevor. You want to read it? Yeah. So uh, first images were released of the Millennium Falcon ride with the tech specs. Uh, so Walt Disney Imagineering teamed up with NVIDIA and Epic Games to develop a new technology to drive the attraction. When it launches, riders will enter a cockpit powered with a single box, spelled uh, B-O-X-X, uh, chassis packed with eight high-end NVIDIA Quattro's P6000 GPUs connected via quadro sli so for those that if that sounds like another language to anybody else basically these boxes are going to have a whole bunch of graphics cards in them that uh, are powering the ride 
And they they actually sat down and specifically talked with um, one of the major developers of of graphics cards, NVIDIA, and Epic Games. Epic Games is responsible for um, Unreal. Uh, yeah, the the Unreal Engine, which uh, Unreal Engine runs like a vast amount of video games out there right now, which means. Um, anything you've seen out there that looks really, really nice is probably running in Unreal, yeah, and it's the new, awesome. The new Far Cry Five is running it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, um, and so the thing about this, I was, I was reading the details on this, is that um, basically uh, the Imagineering went and did their own custom build of it, and then gave it back to Epic, and then Epic tweaked it for them so that it runs the Millennium Falcon like. It like super high quality, super fast. Everything is supposed to look really, really slick with this. So I, I love that they're doing this. <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool, right? But again, I always look at it like this. And I, I told you guys, I felt the same way about Flight of Passage. Am I going to Dave and Buster's or am I going to to Disney? Right. And I don't know. Sometimes some of these things kind of like. So I like this. This is what I feel about. Right. The void sounds awesome. Right. Can't wait to go. That's in Disney Springs for everyone. Right. I'm cool with that. And that's in Disney Springs. I don't know. I'm hoping this is a ride and not an experience. If that makes sense. I don't know. I'm using those words how I want to use them. Right. I guess you could flip it the exact opposite of what I'm saying Mm -hmm. for a totally different meaning. But I want there to be, you know, a nice ride to go along with this technology that they're they're pushing. Right. Because, again, I could stay home, put on a headset and you know, I guess I could probably get somewhere close to this in, a, in probably a year from now. Maybe not now, right? Because they're using top end stuff that maybe I can't go to Newegg and get, right? But in a year from now, I may be able to get something pretty close to this. So I hope it, it, it's 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 a great ride. And so for me, uh, the way I look at this is this is going to be like Star Tours on steroids, which isn't a bad thing. I mean it. If you look at the technology that they they used in Star Tours, and then look at how far they've come just with Pandora, and then this is supposed to be, you know, another step up. I'm and I know rides or the simulator rides are a bit of a sticky point because yeah, they're not. I know they're they're like you're sitting in a box and it's moving, and it's not. You're not really going anywhere. It's it's all simulated um in this particular case again going back to what i say about storytelling and all that i feel that this is going to be really great from a storytelling standpoint and yeah i i do hope damon that that this ride feels right like it doesn't i don't want it to necessarily feel like i'm on star tours because star tours feels dated i guess like it, it that that technology has been around since what the early 90s was that i don't even remember when they I put mean, it in it's been around for a while for sure yeah um but but like i said as far as everything that's going into this the, the fact that they're they're dealing with some of the biggest technology wizards in the world to make sure that they get this right it gives me a lot of hope for it and actually i guess so damon flight of passage do you consider that a good ride or no no, no? okay no, so yeah, I mean, I, I know we spoke about this prior, but to bring everyone kind of up to date, I, I find it very video game-ish. And, and again, it was okay. Um, I was not on board with it like everyone else was because, again, I feel like with, a, with enough money and, you know, some sort of scent diffuser and a little spray bottle, 
I can get close enough with that experience. These bladders puffing in and out, like, okay, that's not the end-all be-all, right? So outside of that, I can get pretty close with the headset, I feel like, close enough that I don't need to travel to Disney, but that's just my personal opinion. I didn't even think the graphics were all that good. Every, to tell you the truth. Every time you mention this, I, I just imagine <laughs> like your kids standing around you with like a fan and a spray bottle as you're like, I'm going to Pandora. They're spraying you with water. <laughs> yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like that's pretty close to what you could do. I don't know. I mean, I was expecting to be blown away more graphically by Pandora. I don't It just It didn't. You know what? Again, what I kind of expect and what I'm expecting, and it's just, it's just not there yet, is that I expect to like think it's real, real. Not like kind of computer generated real, but like real, real, real. And we're just not there yet, right? And that's where I kind of have a problem with Pandora um, is that it felt like it felt like CGI, right? Which is okay because the movie CGI. Sure. But <laughs> that's not what I wanted. I wanted to feel like, oh, I'm there. Oh, I'm there, there. Not CGI there. Okay. So, I, but I, I guess the, the thing is, is you're going to fall into that same trap with Star Wars as well, right? Because Star Wars is I very. Think so. CGI heavy, so I, I can't see them. Um, is it I, I, unless I some, mean, unless you're, it, you know, you're flying through the, the trees and you get hit in the face with a branch, like. Well, what, what I, I guess what I'm saying is that when, when I'm that would when not, I watch that would, Star there would be Wars, no guest complaints for that. Yeah, no <laughs> guest complaints. When I watch Star Wars, there, there are some scenes that you know they're CGI in, but you feel like you know that's a real whatever i don't even know what we want to say right that's a, a real whatever it feels like it's real when you're An watching X-wing. the movie sure feels like that's a real x-wing that does not feel like it is a cgi stupid flying dragon or whatever that thing is in pandora right like it doesn't <laughs> feel like that it feels like it's real and i think that's where i have the problem with the pandora ride is that it's just not there yet it's and, close, but well, it's not there yet. Can I? And say maybe the, Millennium Falcon will be there, but then again, when they get close enough, I feel like I can spend enough money to do that at home. But I, I feel like that's the whole point of this technology, right? Is to get us there, right? To get and, it to be that it's so lifelike, you know. That's what I'm saying, right? Is that that's to me is not a ride. Rock and roller coaster is a ride. That's not a ride. That's an experience. And, and to me. Universal does it too, right? With King Kong, right? We everyone's all hyped up for King Kong. King Kong is a bunch of screens, right? That's <laughs> it. A bunch of screens, Rolling right, through yeah. a bunch of screens. I want the ride, and that's what I miss as we kind of introduce these new things. But then again, they get that wrong sometimes too, because dumb Slinky ride is going to be a ride, and it's going to still be dumb. So I don't know. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll have to see how the uh, Mickey Mouse ride pans out as well, right? That's true, that, yeah. that one's going to be interesting though, because again, you're, you're it's not both, trying right? to. Yes, you're not trying to push a false reality, right? What you're saying is that, hey, this is cartoons. We know it's cartoons, and we're going to give you a little bit of a ride, a little bit of cartoons. That I can get on board with. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I have some, I think walking through the, you know, Imagineer design of the Millennium Falcon ride is going to be pretty cool. But we'll see how it goes. So I, I guess my only thought on this is so going back to Pandora is that Flight of Passage is, I mean that whole world's supposed to be organic, right? It's supposed to be another world and it's supposed to be all you know, sure animals. Mm-hmm. Which yep. I, I think maybe that's the sticking point is that you're right is that you know CGI doing animal life, it always looks CG. It always looks very. Fake. I wasn't on board with the forest, though, either. I'll be honest right. with you. Uh, but yeah. then flip that over to Star Wars. Star Wars is very yeah. 
machine mechanical industrial. I, yeah, yes. I think I think that maybe that will sell it a little better because, like I said, even going back to Star Tours, is that you know the, you're you're watching ships fly through space, and I'm assuming with the Millennium Falcon, we're going to be flying through space. So, show me trees that look like trees. Right. That don't. And I'm good with that, barring everything else. Like I'm, I'm an old school fractal generator sort of mountain esque sort of guy, right? Like, so I any trees that look like trees, and I think that's like again Pandora, like the water and the trees. Ah, no, not so much. Didn't do it for me. So I, I think that based on the specs that they're shown, we're going to be a lot closer. But again, I hope that there's a lot more than throwing on a headset and sitting down. I hope there's more of an experience to go along with it that, you know, makes it feel worthwhile. So the other thing with this, too, is that uh, so the last part on the description is uh, so the the Quattro Sync, uh, it synchronizes five projectors, which is fine because they call it Quadro, but they're synchronizing five projectors. (laughs) Um, That is odd, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, um, it's used for creating a dazzling, ultra high resolution, perfectly timed display to fully immerse the riders in the world of the planet Batu. So Batu is what we what's it called Galaxy's Edge? I keep wanting to call it Star Wars Land, but it's called Star Wars Land. Officially. Yeah, so so Star Wars <laughs> Land is Batu. So it's it's um wait wait I, I have I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Is it quattro or quadro? It's quadro. Okay, so quadro, yeah, that's just it, it's a brand of graphics cards, yeah, right? So which, it has nothing to do with the five screens. But just, but quad usually is four, right? Correct, because it's the GPU chip design on the quad. Yeah, I know. It, it's just funny that the, the the disconnect there to me it's just is a bit amusing. We didn't get on a <laughs> tangent at all on this. No, not at all. <laughs> We're talking uh, about video cards, and that's not tangent because it's run with video cards. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, I, I didn't even get into Bitcoin mining. We're not going to go there. So. <laughs> well, that's how we could all afford Club 33. That's right. There, yeah. uh, so, so riding the Millennium Falcon... While we're mining our bitcoins, <laughs> can, can you imagine if they did Bitcoin mon- mining off the uh, off the GPUs they're going to have on this thing? They'd I think that's what gosh. Trevor was saying, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like so, all the ones that are not running at that time, that's what they're doing. That's yeah. At night when the that ride shut awesome. down, they're just going to be Bitcoin mining. <laughs> Sorry, you know, we're, we're real close this morning, but we can't get Millennium Falcon up and running. It's going to be another hour. Yeah, we need to make some more bitcoins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say, Trevor? So, so I was going to say, so so Batu is very similar to um, Endor, I guess. It, it's supposed to be, yeah. That, trees, that, I like trees. That yeah. foresty, like large redwood type trees and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm hoping that, that the ride makes sense. And you're right, that it doesn't feel like you're disconnected. Like, it should feel like you, you just flew around Star Wars land, not that you went somewhere else or, you know, sat in a room and then you came back outside. Like you're right. It should feel, there shouldn't be any obvious disconnect between being in the ride and being in star Wars land. And I hope that they get it right. (laughs) Well, at least they had a test run with Pandora, right? I feel like that was a good test run. Yeah. Think about though, but think about Pandora in two years from now, right? So we, we look at, how things, you know, computer-wise and, and graphically just continue just to, you know, get cooler and cooler and better and better. I feel like we're going to look at Pandora and even like two years from now and go, 
That's that's horrible. What did they do over there? That's, that's, that's bad. Well, and that's the challenge of theme park designers now, right? It's yeah. like, no, it's, I don't think it is because if you give me the uh, again, Ellen, I love you, but if you give me a roller coaster, even though it's dumb Guardians of the Galaxy, I can ride rock and rock and roller coaster. Even better example, I, I'm good with riding rock and roller coaster. How many years? When did that actually come out? I feel like a while. Oh, jeez. It's been around for a while. 2001, something like that. Exactly. And that's still awesome. I never go, oh, man, Rock and Roller Coaster sucks. I go, Rock and Roller Coaster is the jam. Like, when when are we going on that? Like, I'm trying to get my daughter to finally ride it at age eight. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to that. July <laughs> 1999 is when that opened. Yeah, see? Like, and I'm not hating on that. And that's a long time ago. And I feel like Pandora and any of those rides, King Kong, Pandora, I mean, it doesn't matter what park we're talking about. It does get long in the tooth quick. All right. Well, let's 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 move on from Star Wars. Then we'll start talking about Toy Story Land. How about that? Sure. <laughs> so there's a couple. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, there's a couple things on here, and a lot of this is kind of so what news, but uh, you know, I think it it's interesting to talk about. Uh, the first I saw this first thing, and I was like, oh, well, duh. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story Land's going to feature character greetings from Woody, Buzz, and Jesse. Shocking. <laughs> who, who saw that coming? <laughs> Um, I don't even know why this was news. I, it's kind of surprising to me that it's news. Now, I will say, Jesse, you do not see often in the parks so anymore. So that is good. But the one thing I did notice about this announcement that I did think was interesting, and it does excite me, is that it doesn't seem they're go- like they're going to be at designated character spots. It kind of seems like they're going to be wandering. That's what it sounds like. You you'll really have a think chance so? to encounter. It says you'll have a chance to encounter. And that's from uh-huh. the Disney Park site. That's not from, like... Like a blog Somewhere or something. Yeah. yeah. And it literally says you'll be able to meet them throughout the park. So in my mind, that means it's not like a designated character greeting. I don't know. <laughs> or, or I read that as don't expect that you're going to get in line for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does ruin the immersion, right? If yeah. they're just, you know, oh, look, Woody's standing over there and there's a line and there's, you know, uh, a cast member standing there, you know. <laughs> so, but they're not going to be able to have them just be walking around and think they're going to get away with that when 8 million kids want to take pictures with them. So I, I don't know how that's going to go either. Well, good question. But I mean, in Disneyland, they do that. Like Alice and Mad Hatter wander around, Mary Poppins and Bert, um, Peter Pan. And how do people get pictures, or do the handlers just deny pictures? Um, well, they'll stop. So, like, like they'll stop and they'll talk with people. But then a lot of times, is like if they if they need to go somewhere, they'll kind of you know wave and and just keep walking. So, um, and yeah, there is always a handler nearby. So, so. I mean, I can see them doing this. The only difference is, is that all the characters at Disneyland are um, fa- they're face characters, which means they're they're not mascots. They're at, like you can actually yep. see the person's face and everything. So with those ones, I think they can move around a lot easier because they can actually see what's going on around them. To have mascot type characters like Buzz, uh, Woody, and Jesse walking around. Um, yeah, I can see some problems with that. And yeah, especially, you know, like you said, kids wanting to run up, get pictures, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's funny. I, I brought this story up to my wife and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to talk about this on the show because it's such a duh thing. And, but at the same time, you know, when I read that they were going to, it said throughout the park, I was like, okay, well that's interesting. And then I was like, but they don't really do that anymore. And she goes, well, no, they do with the stormtroopers. And I was like, hmm, that's yeah, true. you know what? They kind of yeah, do, and that storm- works. And the Jawas. You know? Yeah. But Stormtroopers aren't Buzz. 
That's you know I, mean? I mean that's true. It's not the same amount of celebrity, I guess, right? Yeah, but yeah, my I mean, my they're, kid they're... still wanted to be right in there with the stormtroopers when he saw them. Of so. course, of course. <laughs> but the other thing with them too is you can have eight million stormtroopers. Right. You can't have Buzz running into Buzz. That's, true. that's yeah. Stormtrooper can run into another stormtrooper. That's okay. Well, so. you could have Buzz running into Buzz because you could have, you could have Spanish version of Buzz. Along with. <laughs> hey, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> toys, so so you could have multiple versions because there could be more than one. Like, Woody is way too rare for that. That's true. Yeah. In the toy world, You're Buzz not is not. Buzz is not. Yeah. You could have a bunch of buzzes. That would be interesting. And just but one again, Jesse and one Woody. But each buzz, there'd be like a bunch of stupid buzzes, and then only one really buzz. Right at the end of the day, I right? Because aren't the yeah. rest of buzzes stupid buzz? I don't want to go to new buzz with the cool belt on him. I want to go to old original buzz. No, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I think that Buzz only knows he's not like that he's a toy because he's their Buzz. I think that Buzz out of the store, out of the pack, doesn't know nothing, right? He doesn't know that he's a toy, That's right? There, there's a lot going on there, right? <laughs> toy Story is a lot deeper than you it's think. It's very <laughs> complex. And it was only because he saw is. the commercial. It was because he saw the commercial that he realized yeah. he's a toy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Woody told him anyway, didn't he, though? Well, he, he was in denial up until he saw the commercial yes. at uh, at... Yeah. Uh, what? Alice Toy Barn? No. No, what, no what's the name of the kid? The kid next Andy? door. Well, no, technically um, it was Al Toy Barn, but it was, no. he saw it at, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His, no, Skip was the dog. Sid. Sid. Yeah. Sid. Sid. Yeah, Sid. Yeah. yeah, the dog's name was Skip. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to revoke your Toy Story pass there, Trevor. <laughs> I, hey, <laughs> I know it began with an S. I always confuse <laughs> the you, you were close. You were definitely close. <laughs> I, can I say, I would, this is going to sound bad. Buzz, Woody, and, and Jesse are great. I would love to meet like offbeat characters there. Like I'd love to meet Wheezy. I'd like Lotso. to meet like like Ham. Yeah. Like, no, Lotso would be scary. You can't meet Lotso. He, they do have Crazy. meet and greets for Lotso. He's been out at the Halloween parties. Might stab uh. you. I mean, I feel like <laughs> they kill you. They but. ignore that part. <laughs> it just you forget about the evil part. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, um, I, think, I think Wheezy is going to be in one of the rides. I, I don't. I think we'll see Wheezy in one of the rides. I, I just I, some of those offbeat offbeat characters. I feel like they'd be fun to meet. Like Ham would be fun. Like Rex would be fun to meet. Like who wouldn't want a picture with Rex? Everyone would want a picture with Rex. But so. see, I think the other problem that you run into when you have such an iconic person doing the voiceover, right? You you got to make sure you got all that together. So how do they handle um, Buzz and and Woody now? Do they talk? No, they don't. Well, they don't. And you have to do the same thing. And, and if you don't have wheezy wheezing, I mean, is, I, is he really wheezing? I, I honestly think that the, the whole talking <laughs> thing is kind of backfiring on them. It, it's just, yeah. it, it's too hard for them to maintain, right? So, no, well, you can't talk. Just even don't if you, talk. Yeah. Even if you pay, if you go on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin and you listen carefully to the animatronic Buzz talking there, that is absolutely not Tim Allen's voice. It is the backup buzz that's doing the voice. You can tell. Well, <laughs> they did a panel on this a couple of years ago at D23 where they had, yeah, they, they do have a lot of in-house voice actors and people that that they've hired over the years that are voice doubles. So even like the, the guy, um, uh, so Indiana Jones uh, on the ride. So Sala, his, his friend, is supposed to be doing all of the, the communicating over the radio, but it's not the same actor who was in the movie. Um, same thing with, uh, I mean, pretty much every, every theme park experience is not the original actor barring like one or two, I think. Yeah. Sorry to ruin that for everybody, but, <laughs> it, but it, it's interesting because it's they, they, they get some really good voice actors and sometimes, yeah, like on buzz, it doesn't, 
it doesn't work. But then there's other ones where you can't you can't really tell the difference. So, well, I think Tom Hanks's brother does does the voice of Woody. Yep. He's like the backup Woody. Is Tom? Yeah, he, he does all the toys and stuff like that. Oh, so. he's a, the the one from. Uh, wait, his brother? Yep. Is that? Yeah, it's or his, his brother, son. Yeah. Oh, it's his brother. It's his yeah, brother. It's his brother. Okay, which is pretty funny that he does uh, all the all the backup voices. And I know Alan Tudyk actually did a lot, but Alan Alan Tudyk's become pretty big on his own now, anyway. But he's that's true. He did a lot of voice work. So, so we're not meeting Trevor's demands of, of trying to get out of here early. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's we're, continue. I'm sorry. We're okay. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I'm glad we brought this topic up because it brought yep. up a, a lot of other things. So it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. But, um, you know, a couple other Toy Story things really quickly. So Toy Story Mania is actually going to be clo- uh, not closed, but it's closed for, close for Fast Passes. Whoa. So yeah. there will be no Fast Passes between April 9th and May 7th. And that um, is a lie. What's that? <laughs> so they said they're supposed to open up May 7th and the entire week that I am there which is from like May 5th to May 12th uh, I cannot book any fast passes Oh, so even after May 7th I, I've been checking it quite regularly and they're still not available maybe it'll change here in the next couple of weeks well, how good are you? that's the question how good are you at the ride? Uh, not very good because I haven't played it then enough you can just, then, then you can just skip it don't worry we don't <laughs> oh, no, even, no, we, it doesn't even matter but but we still want to do it because there's not much else to do there. So. <laughs> there's not much else to do at home. We, we get, like, legit with our family. Like, we'll start stretching. Like, we'll be in line stretching. <laughs> like, stretching our forearm. <laughs> and Oh, yeah. Stretching your forearm, making sure that you had enough to drink so that, like, you don't tire out and start you know, getting that lactic acid build up in your forearm. Because <laughs> you don't want that when you're on Toy Story Mania. Like, we're, we're legit. Like, we That's put cool. together some real family... Um, things on the line for that ride. Well, Who's I, the champion I, on your family then? I'm sorry, Trevor. I apologize. Dude, the thing is, I'm old now. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I can't, the stamina is just not there. I feel like skill wise, you know, maybe I can hang with the boys, but you know, my son that's now 14. I want to say when we went last year, he was 13. Dude, he could play that ride 10 times in a row, and like, you know, I mean, we're this is a family friendly show, but like, he can play that ride 10 times in a row and he has no forearm issues. Mine start to get like pretty tired and, and I can't even towards <laughs> the end of the ride. It's a little rough. So and you see he, he in, is champion in, in my family. I'm still high score, but um, that comes from years of playing competitive Mario Party with my brother. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that does actually... Once you get a little older, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go downhill for you, Trevor. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching 40, but I can still hold my own. So we'll see how... It'll be the same thing. Is, you know, give my son a couple of years. We'll see how I do. But for now, I'm still I, I feel on top. Like, I feel like Mario Party, though... There, there's no no tangent at all here, but Mario Party, <laughs> like I'm still really good at that because those are limited, like to like a 30 second, maybe a 45 second. Then there's a little break, like cool with that. Toy Story Mania, there, there's really no break. Like you're you're on that thing. It's unrelenting. You're absolutely right. The, the, it's unrelenting. But it's learning just to, like the the button mashing games are are what helps me well, stay used to it because it, it it's keeping that that rapid fire motion going right it, it goes away in a couple of years trevor i'm sorry to tell you that. i'm sorry, I'm, no, I'm sorry I'm, to be the one that tells you but, i'm not you know I'm a, I'm a video game person and a big time gamer and it, it starts to go away so you have to get smart mm-hmm. right so now you have to start memorizing all the cool things you can do in toy story mania and for all the special things and you have to have them because you know my kids are like ah oh, whatever dad i'll just beat you on pure strength so you start to go oh wait a second if i hit that plate 
followed by that other plate by the jumping plate and then hit the dinosaur <laughs> on the right and then the lava strategy. comes and I'm good. Yeah. Strategy. Yes. Yeah, well, you, yeah. you, you have, have to know the strategy. combos. I mean, absolutely. You, you got to know all the high scores. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, that's what you got to do to win. Yeah. And, and uh, it's <laughs> such a tangent, but I love it. Uh, so part important. of the reason why... <laughs> yeah. The part of the reason why they're doing this, in case you don't know, they are moving the entrance of Toy Story Mania to the other side of the building. So... Uh, the whole other side where Toy Story Land is going to be. That's where the entrance is now going to be. And I don't know what's going to happen to the current ex- entrance because it seems like they're going to shut that whole courtyard down. seems like that's you're not even going to be able to access that area at all. Uh, who knows, though? I um, felt like that area was always a mess anyway. It is kind of. It, yeah. There's nothing this It's there. very it's, confusing. It's, just, there's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's a skinny road. There's yep. a lot of stores. There's special popcorn, right? Like the special <laughs> popcorn blows that whole street up. Because it's just it's too much going on, and then the stroller parking is just not appropriate, and it's just it's a disaster. So I'm a okay you know, with that totally changing. You know what I noticed too in that announcement about the characters? They didn't say anything about the army men, which are a staple of that area. And my hope now is that those army guys are just walking around th- throughout Toy Story Land, kind of like the stormtroopers are, just kind of randomly walking around. The, so I have to say, the last two times I was there, I don't feel like there was as many army men, unfortunately. Nor did they oh. do as much. Hmm. I mean, again, you guys, I don't know when you were there, right? We, we go to every opening, right? So we were there during the first, when that Toy Story Mania opened. And I mean, just the cool things that happened, like... You know, again, I'm sure they still do them, but like the push-up contests, I don't know if they do those anymore. Man, those were great, right? Those were absolutely wonderful. The army men did those, and then you know the all that sort of neat stuff. Um, I just don't remember seeing as many army men, nor them stopping to challenge kids to push-up contests. I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was neat. <laughs> Maybe that'll all come back. Who knows, dude? And those dudes would like you could be like cause my son was pretty good. Like he banged out forty, and that dude was like at fifty-five laughing. Like you know, you couldn't really see him laughing, but you could tell he was laughing. Oh, wow. He's like, dude, you think you think you got me? I got fifty-five of these, and gets up and does them again. Like those guys have to be in ridiculous shape, uh, you know? Because again, that that's that's a lot of push-ups that's a lot of push-ups i I die after about two so (laughs) and you know actually now that you're mentioning it when we were there on our last trip we didn't see the army men once but we saw Mm -hmm. stormtroopers multiple times so oh yeah yeah, i feel there's there's definitely been a shift in in just the the wandering around you don't have to do push-ups if you're a stormtrooper that's true right you just have to press a button that says take them to jail (laughs) yeah All right. Well, let's move on from this. And, and I, I know this says Disneyland news, so Damon, don't get. Yeah, a, I'm just going on mute. No, yep. don't tune out. No, this is cool. <laughs> so, um, right after we did our last show, like a day or two later, uh, Disney. I mean, this was already announced pretty much, but Disney announced some more details about uh, the Marvel Land. Let's call it that for now. Um, that it, expansion that will be happening at California Adventure. Uh, you know, obviously this is going to be centered around, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, mission breakout. Uh, and so it's going to be in that area. An unfortunate uh, loss there is is the Bugs Land that's there. And obviously I've never been to Disneyland. It's so not much of a know. loss. It's not much of a loss. <laughs> no. And that's what I've heard. You know, I <laughs> heard was, it the, was it the same as like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids area? Um, yeah, except there wasn't any actual playground. It was just there was, was like a train there, right? There, there was three rides in there. There, there was Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, the uh, Ladybug uh, bumper cars, or no, Ladybug Spin bumper cars, and then Flix Flyers, which is basically like Dumbo. And okay, it, it 
Uh, yeah, I mean, not the, much of a loss. <laughs> no, that, and, and it was such it was such a weird spot too because it, it's crammed. It, it was the connector between um, their uh, the Buena Vista Street and Carsland. So it hmm. and it was sandwiched like right in the middle. And so now Buena Vista Street is part of it's being changed from that into Marvel Land, like where because that's where Tower of Terror was is at the end of Buena Vista Street. Um, that's going to be, or that's already Guardians of the Galaxy now. And so it makes sense that that whole area next to it is now going to be turned into Marvel Land. And like I said, it, honestly, when I went there, it, it didn't, nothing there was really that interesting. Like, like Bugs Land was always, it, it was somewhere we went when we just didn't want to be anywhere else, Like if that makes sense. Like, it, it just... It was like the last place you really wanted to go. And and I get like like some people complain because oh, you know, that that was kinda like, you know, where the kids' rides were and everything, which uh I I I mean when it, what, there's plenty of other things that kids can ride at, at Disney. Yeah, I it's mean, but but people get hung up on the height requirements, you know, for really young kids and they're like, Well, you know, what else are they gonna ride? And it's like there there's still um, like Little Mermaid, you can still go and Redwood Creek run if you really want somewhere to let your kids burn off some steam because it's a, it's like a hiking trail with rope courses and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that honestly, I, I don't feel like they lost much with that area, and I'm well, sure someone's going to hate me for saying that. Probably, I, I actually I, I see on one of the Disney groups all the time that somebody keeps posting a petition to save Bugs Land, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but what I found the most interesting about this is a couple episodes ago, I don't know, maybe four or five episodes ago, we talked about a patent that Disney filed, um, about a ride that where you are basically hung from a, you're sitting in a seat that's hung from the ceiling where the, it's like a pendulum and it swings back and forth as you go through like a city. And they specifically mentioned in the patent something about, you know, like uh, maybe a Tarzan or a Spider-Man ride. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on the on the poster and in the announcement for Marvel Land, they very much highlighted Spider-Man. And my thought is this is uh, we're going to see that ride. Like, I, I, that's just what I'm thinking. They haven't said what the other rides are going to be. But I, I think the most interesting part of this is if they do end up using that patent, I think this could be really cool if they make a Spider-Man ride like that. And it just makes sense, right? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that'll be huge. If they do a Spider-Man ride, unfortunately, until they get everything sorted out with Universal on the East Coast, that'll be... Well, it'll be on the same level as Indiana Jones. Because when you go to Disneyland, Indiana Jones is a reason to go there. Because we there is Dinosaur in uh, Animal Kingdom, but Dinosaur cannot hold a candle to... Indiana Jones, even though it's the same type of ride, and even though it's the same track layout and everything, Indiana Jones is just a way, way better themed ride. And and I feel this will be the same thing with Star or with Spider Man is that you know having Spider Man as the the main attraction of of one of the rides there. I mean, it's just going to be huge. That that whole area will go nuts, <laughs> especially with such a unique ride like that. I mean. I just think it would be so cool to, to be able to do to ride something like that where you know you're swinging back and forth on like like your Spider Man basically yeah I just I mean you I've never seen anything like that so I think that would be amazing but and it'll be um, a reason to go back to Disneyland for me so 
and a reason for me to go there. So yep. I, I don't need a reason for that. I want to go it, anyway. But I, I mean, maybe, as maybe, it stands right now, the, they already have Cars Land, which is fantastic. They just finished redoing uh, Paradise Pier into Pixar Pier. So now you've got everything Pixar over there. So let's throw Marvel in, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's California Adventures just basically, in, you know, intellectual property park, right? Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine because it's been that uh, for okay. a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other cool piece of news I saw for Disneyland, too, was that and I, I don't know a lot about this restaurant, but from what I've read, it seems to be like a hated place at Disneyland. Like it's got the worst food it's or something. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So they're going to change uh, Red Rockets Pizza Port to transform into Pizza Planet as part of Pixar Fest. And I don't know if they're actually going to make this into like a recreation of Pizza Planet because we all saw how that went in Disney World, which mm-hmm. was kind of the most disappointing thing ever when you go in there and you're like, oh, I thought this was going to be exactly like Pizza Planet and it's not at all. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was kind of a letdown. But but I'm hoping that, the, you know, they remedy that with this, but I, I don't see them doing a temporary... They're saying it's temporary and I can't imagine they're going to go crazy for something that's temporary. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's funny that that restaurant, it, it, for the longest time, I think, I and a lot of people thought this, is that it was Pizza Planet already because it has it has the red rocket on top of it. And and so the whole reason that it was called Red Rockets was that it's actually in the spot where a previous attraction called Mission to Mars was. And it had the 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 rocket there. So so they made the uh they made the the pizza place as a, a kind of a tribute to that. But it's my thing is is that anytime I've ever gotten pizza in the parks, it's like on my level of pizza, like pizza that I'll eat, it's it's at the, the bottom. <laughs> it, well, like I'll eat Little Caesars before I'll eat this. Mm, I love Little Caesars, and, and, but Little Caesars is like like you know they got the cheap like well here yeah, they do it's like garbage the, pizza, but it's delicious. Yeah, it's like the five dollar pizzas, right? But you yeah. still feel okay about eating it. This stuff is you know you pay more than that and you get a worse pizza. So it's like. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've well, never been thrilled with it. And it's always been, whenever we've been in Tomorrowland and Disneyland and we're looking for somewhere to eat, because the the thing is, is that they don't have the lunching pad, which is in Disney World is like another quick service. This is yeah. supposed to be their quick service. So it's the only place in Tomorrowland and it's like in the far back corner next to Space Mountain. So if you want to... Like, like if you're kind of there and you're stuck and you you have to eat something, you're like, it's like, oh, fine, I guess, because you don't, you just don't want to walk halfway across the park to find something else. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. I get you. Okay. Well, I was I'm hoping that they do something really cool, but I mean, if it's just going to be the outside of it, then it's not that fun. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not <laughs> expecting know? any major improvements to this myself. All so. Right. Okay, well, that's good to know from a Disneyland expert. Yep. So. And actually, you know, now that I think about it, there, there is another quick service in uh, um, Tomorrowland. Now, uh, I'm just going through the map in my head here real quick. Um, so there is another quick service. It's just a walk-up, uh, like, burger place. And I think even, the, like, that burger place used to be really bad, but they've even improved that. So maybe this will get the same treatment where they actually upgrade the menu and you know make it somewhere that you want to eat yeah let's let's hope so yeah (laughs) 
So, do you have a traveling with Trevor for us this week? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're running out of time. So, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll cover this quick. So, um, so at this point, going leading up to my trip, um, I'm waiting for luggage tags. Uh, but the funny thing is, is so traveling internationally when you when you book through Magical Express, you get luggage tags and. Um, last time I went on my trip, I was really excited for this, but I discovered that um, luggage tags are actually not necessarily the best thing for you. And again, depending on how you're traveling. So the idea is, is that you put these tags on when you get on the plane, um, instead of going to pick up your bags, they ship your bags straight to the resort. It sounds all fine and good, except that um, we found this out the hard way on our last trip is that you from the time it takes for you to get off the plane, get on the magical express and get to your resort, your bags can show up anywhere four to six hours later. And sometimes they show up quickly. Again, it all depends on logistics and which resort you're staying at and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes they show up relatively quick, but again, traveling internationally, we've got our carry on bag, which for myself, I don't pack a lot of stuff in my carry on bag. And when we got there, we realized that all the stuff that we actually needed to go out and like, you know, if we wanted to go to the park or whatever, we didn't have any of the stuff that we would normally take with us into the park. So oh, no. we ended up having to wait for our bags, which took, it took like two hours, I think before our bags showed up. So it was just, you know, sitting around the resort waiting and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I guess for for anyone that is traveling internationally or even just getting on a plane, um, you got to think about these things. So it's either either two plans of action: is one, don't use the luggage tags because um, it's, you're better off just picking up your luggage. They will put it on the Magical Express if if you're doing that. They will just put the bags um, on the bus and then you can take them with you to your resort so you have everything. Or make sure that you pack your uh, carry on with all the things that you need to at least get through the first day because yeah sitting and waiting for luggage is not fun <laughs> yeah exactly and that's 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 a good tip and also make sure to bring your magic bands too because you'll if you put those in your luggage that's a problem <laughs> yeah I, I, actually you don't even need those to get on the magical express it's nice to have them to scan in but um as long as you've got the uh the reservation number or the they actually send you a little um a letter with all the itinerary information so make sure you have all that stuff for sure but yeah if you've got your magic bands then that's even better great no that's great information especially for those that that use those luggage tags and uh, might run into that situation so um so we're going to end our show like we end most shows and that's uh talking about rumors when they're out there um so uh, this is again according to wdw news today um Basically, there was some photos that leaked out um, for the possible Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster concept vehicle. Um, so it's it looks pretty much like a traditional train uh, for a roller coaster, except it's much higher off of the track, um, and you know, sensibly that's so you can't see the track and you can, you know see where you're going. Um, but I also thought it was interesting too. There was a there's a in these pictures you can kind of see that the 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 trains are almost on a platform, uh, you know, on like a round like. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's it looks like these trains will be able to turn. Yes. It, the actual cars will be able to turn. Which, there are other coasters that do this. So, there are. So, yeah, yes. they, they do rotate. I wonder if it has possible leaning 
technology too. So it, that could make, you know, going into the turns feel a lot more intense than they actually are because you can, you, you can get the angle. You can feel it. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can match the angle. Uh, yeah. And I, I thought this was interesting because we, we had, we had mentioned a while ago and, and even this website, I believe had mentioned a while ago that the, there was, this was going to be more like a flying roller coaster. So for them to kind of say that this matches their like internal documents that they've they've obtained because they've got some inside sources we don't necessarily have those but mm-hmm. <laughs> they do and they're saying it matches internal documents of what it's going to look like uh, you know I I don't know because earlier I th- I feel like last year when they there was that patent for the flying coaster I, I think we all thought that that's what it was going to be I, I mean obviously it's Disney plans change all the time so who knows but I, I don't know I just. This looks interesting to me, especially if it if it does, you know, kind of function like the Omni Mover, where, you know, your your train specifically turns as you're moving to, you know, see certain scenes as you're going by. Um, this could be really cool. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking also too because in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, the main thing is uh, that their ship is the Milano, right? Which is supposed to be named after Alyssa Milano, I believe. Is it? <laughs> I think I, I think they referenced that in the movie. Oh, I, I don't remember <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, I think they did. I, I somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. But anyway, yeah. So so my thought Tangent. was yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. The thought was is that the, the Milano is very uh, maneuverable. So I'm wondering mm. if maybe this is going to match. You know, like you're 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 flying with the Milano, or you're chasing it, or or the Novacorp. Um, ships as well which are supposed to be like fighter jet almost that's really interesting i hadn't thought about that but that would be pretty cool if they could pull that off yeah i i i would bet again thinking about what i've seen and what disney will do is that they'll probably if this is an indoor thing they'll probably combine it with the projection technology that they have that yeah it'll look like you're flying alongside of other ships like nova corp or the milano or something like that I wouldn't be surprised if you see that in the coaster. And, yeah, that makes sense to me. And let's review this in a year or so, whenever this <laughs> see releases. How see, yeah, see <laughs> how close I am. <laughs> yeah, I see, well, yeah, because you're the one that gets all the things right on the show I, when you guess on these rumors. So, <laughs> I think Damon fell asleep. I think we need to like shake him awake somehow. No, I'm just I'm looking at the coaster and trying to determine how I feel <laughs> on on these pictures. I, I can't make a. Can't it's hard to determine. It, it, it's pretty rock and roller coaster as far as the the layout goes, right? I mean, it, it does look like they're going to spin, right? But uh, that's kind of semi sort of exciting. I don't know. I, I they look they look cool. They do, but uh, I, I just I, I don't know. Again, <laughs> I, I'm, I have you know the whole riding above the coaster, you know, rail is something interesting. I mean, there's been some interesting. Donkey Kong Universal patents around that system as well. So I don't know if I was maybe envisioning that. Like I said, this this whole Universal Mario land has got me all amped up for all these new technologies. <laughs> and this falls somewhere in the middle, I think. Like, I mean, it's not as dull and humdrum as some people are, are saying, but it's interesting. Um, and again, you, you know how I feel about rides. I love rides. I mean, I don't really care for Guardians of the Galaxy, but... I love rides, so I, I still don't know how I feel, but I, I think I'm I'm leaning towards this should be interesting. That's kind right. of how I feel. I feel like you'd be more excited about it if it didn't take away like your you know one of your favorites at Disney, it's, right? No, no, I think you're I'd not bitter be about more, that. 
I mean, I'm bitter about that, but that's any right. I'd be more excited about it if it wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think Guardians <laughs> is definitely a love-hate thing. It, it's, I've never even seen it. I just, I, I hate it on principle. I just <laughs> feel like you'd like it, though. Like, I feel like it would it's, be your type of thing. Like, I don't on know. Principle, the, they really are good movies. I mean, it's, they're fun movies. Can't do it. Okay. Like if this was like if you were like yo, this is Mr. Toad's new wild ride, I'd be all over it, right? That would be awesome. Like (laughs) ah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) I I already got I already got movies for them. You know what I mean? Like I can watch movies. They're exciting if I wanted to, which I haven't, but I could. I I I want sh- I want you to watch it someday and just be pleasantly surprised like you were of the no- like mean, with the Navi River journey. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, I've I've seen I've seen you know parts of it. You know I may have even probably witnessed most of it. To be honest, with you, the first one I would say. Um, but I I could just envision so many other interesting concepts that would feel more Disney for me. But that's just me. You no, know, it's that's fair. I mean. I, I don't know. I this looks cool though. It it does. If they can make this like a roller coaster, like an omni mover roller coaster, the, could the, be the cool. only thing about the spinning is right. Now you know I go on every roller coaster that I can possibly get on, but spinning brings its own set of interesting stomach churning <laughs> phenomenon. And there is a ride at Bush Gardens, and I want to say it's like some dark. Castle something something. Right? Uh, I know what ride you're talking about, and I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, uh, I think it's called Dark Castle or something. I think like you're that. right. Yeah, yeah. Curse of Dark Castle. Okay. Yep. So, and again, I'm going. To, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna make an assumption here that you've actually never ridden it, right? Well, I've actually Tom? never been to Bush Gardens, so. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but I just I know was, of. I know of the ride because I, of. I the... was gonna be pretty impressed if you rode that. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I was gonna be like, wow. You won't ride Space Mountain, but you ride that. Anyway, part of that ride does a little spinny spin, right? And, and that was a little bit of a problem. So, you, again, big roller coaster person, don't like the super spinny spins. Um, you know, can handle them teacup level, but can't handle them when we're talking about like super fast in the middle of a ride with projection screens. Because the part of the, you know, making your stomach sick is the disconnect between, you know, the screen. You know what you're and seeing and what you're feeling. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with the kind of car sickness, right? You know, yeah. depending on what you do. So anyway, the the only thing is, I, I worry a little bit about that. Now, again, I don't know. You know, I think Disney's pretty smart in that regard, and they don't like to alienate people. I mean, they already have one of those rides, right? That makes people sick. They don't <laughs> know they introduce another one. Well, um, so I wonder about that. I wonder about the spinning. I don't know if it'll be a spin or a turn. So, you know I mean, like Trevor, you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, my thought is so the, they've already got Dino World, right? Which is it's a wild mouse coaster with. Yeah, the, the that, doesn't, cart. that doesn't make me sick though. Yeah, but but it, it has that that just that random spinning. They do have the signs it. on. Yeah. yeah, the signs on to say, hey, you might get sick. Yeah, to to me, the the way that these cars look, this looks like it's going to have a a mechanical system controlling it. It's not just going to be that that the cars will you know disengage a lock and just randomly spin as you're as you're doing loops. I feel that it's going to be a very controlled thing, yeah. and it's going to line up with what they want you to see in the ride. So, so Dark Castle is also the same thing. It is a, a controlled spin, right? So there's a part of the ride where you know you go do this crazy spin. It's not like a unlatched system. That oh, okay. Is, yeah, no, it's a it's a 
we're going to make you six bit. Like, <laughs> oh, here you go. You got vampires coming at you? Well, guess what? You thought that was scary? You're going to be sick in a minute. And we all got off that ride. And we're like, oh, man, I'm hurt up. That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> it, it doesn't. No. So, so we probably rode it once. Like, because, again, I have to ride everything. It doesn't matter if it's going to make me sick or not. I got to ride it. So we rode it. And then we were kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to ride that again. Like, that was a one and done sort of thing. And I was kind of okay with that. See, um, I, I kind of see it more like the Haunted Mansion with oh, the roller did, coaster, like see, where and, you're turning backwards to go down that hill at the end, you know, just slowly. I feel like it's going to be that slow turn just to get you to where they want you to look, basically. Wait, so wait, so now some, some breaking news from January that I guess I never knew of. Um, they're closing down Dark Castle. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. my goodness. Now I'm glad I, I wrote it. Oh, because that new super awesome better than Pandora ride is going to be there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> what, what, I, what, what is that? <laughs> so, there's this action VR ride. It's called uh, Battle for, uh, I'm going to say, Ear Ire. I don't know what it is. It's like a fairy thing, but it's like... Sort of VR coaster. VR. It, it's, yeah, I guess that's what you would call it, right? Like Kind of like a, a VR coaster. Yeah. But it looks kind of cool. So we're going to go ride that. I'll report back on that. <laughs> All right. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll save but, that for our Bush Gardens uh, podcast. <laughs> wait. Wait. That's what that's what I need. You know what I need on the thing? I need where Trevor has his traveling internationally with Trevor. I need seeing other amusement parks with Damon. You know what? I actually kind of like that idea. Now we're I pro- would definitely do that. Now we're producing detours. the show. Yes, oh, I see. There you go. He's even got it. Trevor, that was Trevor, amazing. That was gold. <laughs> that was gold I'm right sorry. there. I it, like that. It, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, alliteration always works well with these things. Uh, no, I just like yeah. that we're producing the show on the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so add that in for me. All right. I got, next, I got next, next show. episode. All right. Next show. Done. All right, why don't we wrap this and, thing and, up? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, that's me, and I even get to wrap up you, this time, you too. You get to wrap it up. I'm on, like, every other episode, so when I get on, I guess I get to wrap up. That's huh? right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So email us, welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. So we had a, a few things. You can tell us what you think about, you know, Damon's Detours upcoming, right? <laughs> and you can also, please, tell us about Aquatica and um, the Volcano Bay. I really would like to know about that. But you can also send us DVC stuff because, you know, that's kind of what we do here. So that we should always leave that as an option. I, I can't even mention the website. Um, so, again, I've already solicited some questions and, and answer for, questions for myself for the next podcast. But if you have any questions for us, by all means, send them over to us as well. Um, and you can kind of like, you know, get on those questions on social media as well. We actually have had some pretty good interaction on Facebook. I think we've all been pleasantly surprised. We like that. We, oh, yeah. I would say I'd say you even love it. Yeah, I, I do. go as loving it. Yeah. Um, on Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast. Please like us. Uh, Twitter, Welcome Home Pod. Instagram, Welcome Home Picks. Don't expect too much from either one of those. Really, <laughs> Facebook is where it's at. For us, because we're old. We, we can't need a, do that other stuff. We need we're a social media intern. And we do Facebook. Yes. <laughs> we do social if anyone media. wants to do that and be our intern, by all means, Tom said he will sign any paperwork you need from your college. That's right. And we'll get it taken care of. Anyway, also please review us on iTunes. That helps us get to more listeners, which is always our goal. And it should be your goal because it's our goal and we want to produce more shows. So please do that as well. 
And I'm going to hand it back to Tom. Yeah. And the bigger we get, you know, the more we, we, we can do things, right? So the more, t- more you'll hear from us. I, right? keep on, I keep on telling Tom to get out, you know, some sort of T-shirts to people. But he keeps on ignoring <laughs> me. So I try well, people. I don't know. I think we should do I buttons. Mean, even for like the yearly episode, like I yeah. would think we could have gotten a T-shirt out or something. Well. Nothing. Uh, we, nothing. We, I, to, you know, to be honest with all you guys, because we like to be honest on here. We, I, I want a new logo. So, and uh, so when we get a new logo, fan submitted logo. Yeah, if you want to, if you are artistically talented and you want to submit a logo for us, we will definitely review it because we could use a new logo. And once that happens, I would love to make t-shirts and coffee mugs. I kind of think though, and- like our logo is dope because you could do like a shirt. That's like true. with like a classy little like embroidery, like a little patch. Do, yeah. Yep, you could yeah. do a button. You could do a coffee mug. You could do a lot of things. I That's don't true. know. I kind of kind of dig it. But if you have something better so, than that, so that aesthetic, but yeah, better. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Someone I like with that. talent, please do it because I made that logo and I am not graphically. You, you, know. you have to sign away all your rights to it, That's though. Right. Unfortunately, but. <laughs> That's just the price you pay. Welcome home, Podcast Incorporated. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, just about any podcast app you can find out there. Just search for Welcome Home. You'll find us. Um, of course, a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. Hopefully you're entertained by this. Uh, we are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult with a DVC representative for any questions or a uh, Disney cast member. Call Disney directly to ask any questions about this. Damon, do you have anything to plug today? Um, I, I would want to say that I'm always entertained by these, and that's just me personally. <laughs> that's why we um, do them. I'm definitely always entertained, but I, I, I still can't wrap my head around this new project, but I, I think it has a name, Mouse Domicile, so so stay okay. tuned for that. It is going to eventually come out, I swear. Right. It really will, um, <laughs> but probably not until I get a little more free time, but it, it's coming. That is a challenge. And BSC Kids as well. We have some interviews with a lot of uh, upcoming talent. I think actually in the works, I have a Black Panther interview. I don't know. No, I'm a little late to the game with that, but I, I, we're trying. That's that's pretty cool. That is exciting. That's yeah, that's really cool. Trevor, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, not at this point. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DV- uh, DVC talk. Uh, we hope to see y'all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.